1: Let's change
0: rules. Cita Avellan, the amazing Cita Avellan.
1: Cita Avellan. I'm Cita Avellan. I'm a designer and stylist and DJ. Cita is a
0: world-renowned model. She's clearly made a name for herself as an iconic DJ with an eye-catching sense of style.
1: I must say that I was a little bit of a problematic kid. Completed art, direction, and photography Kim Kardashian. I'm on set to Sita today. She came all the way in town. A stylist for the Sita. likes of J Balvin having recently attended the New York Met Gala with him. Like walking in Rihanna's Fenty fashion show. I designed like a bag for Fendi, Like some Years ago,
0: someone who brings new meaning to the term multi talented
1: people don't like people that do many things at the same time. She is one to watch, to say the very least. How are you, Sita? I'm very good. <laughs>
0: Can you take me back to like the early days, um, when you grew up? You're from Murcia, right? Yeah. What, how would you describe that time?
1: I can remember very well my, my childhood, but um, I was uh, very happy to be there. Then when I started growing and I became a teenager, I kind of uh, not want to be there because i been, like been like a very creative person since I was a kid. I always liked fashion since I was very, very young. So... Um, Morcia is a small city and it's a very beautiful city, but unfortunately it's very traditional. So for me as a teenager, it was very difficult to grow up there because uh, a lot of people would judge me for the way I dress and the way I think. So I was kind of uh, depressed, I must say, <laughs> um, because since I was like 15, that's when I started working as a model. I always wanted to leave the city, even though the life there is great. One of the best quality of, of lifestyle I've ever had in my life. But uh, unfortunately for my job, it's not possible to live there. So, yeah, but I love going there. I mean, it's my city and my family is there. Uh, yeah.
0: And um, you said it was not always easy to be a teenager there. And uh, was that because you were standing out and you thought that you were different or did other think that you were different
1: yeah like i think because i i have been like a very very creative kid since i was very young you know my friends and all that like they used to listen like radio music i wasn't listening to like, any radio music i used to hate it or maybe like the way i dress you know at that time i didn't have like color hair or anything like that mm-hmm. I have, like, very, very long hair with my natural color. But I don't know. I I used to be, like, a little bit uh, punk when I was a teenager, actually. A a little bit also cough. I liked to wear, like, all black clothes and, like, very skinny jeans and, like, my long hair and and my dark lips. And people would be like, what the fuck? Um, Yeah, a lot of people would judge me. Mm. um so for me Mm. it was not that easy
0: did you have others that were also um you know standing out from the crowd that you were
1: even with my friends like we had obviously like good relations but in terms of like taste on things like we were a little bit different Mm. and and thanks to the internet like i started to find like people that like might have like the same vision as me or like some music as me and my, my mom bought me like a camera. I remember at that time for Christmas, I was like 15 or something like that. And I remember, <laughs> um, every afternoon or like almost every afternoon, instead of studying, I was like just like taking photos of myself. And these photos were very pro- provocative for the people. Nowadays, like a lot of people take this kind of photos, so Tumblr was like my platform where I would up- upload things and i was not even aware like not even like putting any attention of like the fact that i'm gonna have like any kind of flow. no and then it was interesting because then when i started traveling when i was like older and i found a lot of people that were telling me oh i was your fan time that i was like what
0: really you said that you were listening to other types of music than the radio music that your friends were listening to what were you listening to
1: yeah, I listen to a lot of uh, new wave, dark wave, bang, industrial music. That's how, actually, I got, like, my taste into music, because when I started playing, actually, was when I was 18, and at that time, I started playing house, but the house I was playing was not very like funny and some tracks that are very funky and groovy and all that but that's not my kind of music that I play mm. and uh, when I started playing like more house like more fun because for me house is more fun than techno I must say because it's a more music that you that you listen when you want to socialize know with people yeah. and techno is more like a music that you just close yourself so when I discovered techno uh actually like my first my first, like how I got into like dark wave, new wave this was the time when I found like Miskitting and the hacker. And Miskitting for me has been like my meal since forever. And yeah, and then from there,
0: yeah. How did you find the inspiration for dressing differently and, and style at that age and also the music? Was that through internet that you
1: I don't know how I found inspiration because I think somehow I feel it's something that I was born with because um, since I was very, very young, there is an anecdote that I always tell everybody. Uh, that is basically, when I was three years old, um, I was with my babysitter and, and we walked the street. She was bringing me, I think, to my grandmother's house. We stopped to in a shop that my mom used to buy me shoes from and, and I, I say to her, we go inside. And she was like, and I was three years old. And then point, I was at a point, I take a boot and I say, you need to tell the, the girl to save them for me because my mom is accumulating like, and is going to buy them for me. And she was like, what? And then she <laughs> did it. And then my mom, because the story was so fun, um, She came back, she saw the boot, and she was like, they are horrible. Like, she saw them, and she was like, I don't want to buy this." But then she thought, oh, my God, like, this is so funny. I mean, I was so young, and and I did that. And then she bought them, and then I couldn't take them off. I was wearing them, like, every day.
0: When you were three years Uh, old? Yes. Wow.
1: So I think... uh, I don't know for what reason I had, like, this big connection with fashion since I was very, very young. Then, through the age, I, because I, well, for my experience and all that, and for the internet, you know, I found, like, other ways that I can express myself with, which is, like, also music or designing or, like, many things that I do (laughs) right now. With clothing, I don't know why I have it. In time of me, since I was born,
0: so was um was Tumblr? did you feel like that was kind of like an escape, or was yeah. it so it was like a place for you to be creative where you yeah were limited in
1: your totally physical life? totally and then uh, at the same time, it was a way for me to to hide because I couldn't show myself at the one hundred percent in more or even, like, to my family. I must say that for them, in general, it was a little bit difficult to understand what I was doing until some years ago, you know. But I remember (laughs) that some teachers of the school, high school, coming to me and telling me, are you okay? Like, I have seen photos of you posting. You don't look fine. Like, you need help or not. And now...
0: In high school? Or how yes. old were you that? Hmm.
1: Uh, 16, <clears throat> 17.
0: And you said you couldn't really be 100% yourself, no. even almost <laughs> even with family. What do you mean with that?
1: Well, I mean that um, at the time I was like hiding some parts of myself because I don't want them to judge me. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, some members of my family didn't understand Yet myself, I was—I must say that I was a little bit of a pro- problematic kid. <laughs> a lot of time to like study, and my mom was like, "Oh, you need to study medicine." I'm like, and at the end, I was like, I, "This is impossible for me. Like, I don't see myself studying medicine because yeah. this is a, a, a like a career that never ends. Even if you end in the university, you still study like." till you die, like, and you stop working. <laughs> yeah. Long time to understand what I really wanted to be. Nowadays, I, I must say that I don't know it yet. That's why I, lo- I, I I enjoy doing so many things at the same time. But I don't put uh, limits to my creativity. You know, I think that's important. I study uh, advertising on Fiat. I first began with um, audiovisual communication. So I started advertising and PR. And at the career, I was like, I don't think this is for me. When I had to do something to communicate with a certain public or audience, you know, because you Mm. have to sell something for everybody in the world, you know, or like uh, every kind of age, every kind of mentality. The teachers were like seeing my job and they were like, I don't understand this. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, I don't think the someone can understand this and and then I understood that I am not, I'm I'm like with what I want to do with my message and my mission in in this life is not to try to sell something else from someone else, you know.
0: It's not made for the masses. Yes. It's not
1: made for the masses. (laughs) Yes, totally.
0: What was an example of... Those things that you presented to your teacher when you were studying advertising that they said they didn't understand.
1: I remember one time we had to do a campaign for UNICEF. They were having the students of the of some universities do this project, so they could uh, use this this poster, you know, that you create for the campaign. I remember I presented. Uh, I don't know, for me it was not that weird but my teacher said I don't understand this and I think I made like <clears throat> some hands of kids from all over the world um with with the ball not the wall like uh their hands, you know, like you do like different hands and then the ball then and yeah. he didn't understand it. He just said that I don't understand it. This is not and I said, you know what? <laughs>
0: okay, um you studied in Milan?
1: So I studied Murcia the first okay. and second year of career. Then the third year I did it in Milan because we did a student exchange, Erasmus. Mm. So I did okay. one year in Milan. Which were very interesting because the subjects I had were like sin- Italian cinema with Fellini. Then um we had like many, I, many different subjects that were very in television. Or, well, television had to do with my, with my career. But maybe the rest were just like interesting for me. So I chose them. And I did one year there. And then after that, I was like, I wanna stay in Milan.
0: Were you, you were still on Tumblr and uploading yes. and uh, like having...
1: The first year. You
0: were doing something with their creativity. <laughs> the so, first year, yeah. yes.
1: The last one are from this mm. period. When I when I arrived Instagram already was out and and it took like more popularity and all that and then I started posting on Instagram and I left Tumblr.
0: Was it through Tumblr that you come in connection with Rihanna? Yeah,
1: it was by Instagram.
0: Oh okay. How how did that but all
1: actually come about? she never contacted me? It was more that she found me. An agency called me. Hmm. We me Well, Elmina wanted Mm. to to sign me in New York. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go there. So uh, they got me the visa. They got super interested. And then they flew me to New York. And I was there for like two months and a half or something like that because I was like, I want to go back home. I love Mm. New York, but it's not a city for me, to (laughs) to be honest. Very stressful. And also... I didn't have a lot of money. Like, the jobs I had, it was just to pay my time there because the house costs a lot of money. My then I said to my agent, I want to go back home. Like, I need to see my family. And they were like, okay. Like, um, I said, I'm going to go back home in two weeks. They were like, okay. Then two days after came the offer to do the, the video of Rihanna because she showed me on Instagram and they were contacting the agency to see if I could do like a video um, to see how I act, like a casting. <coughs> then I remember like taking a very silly video in the agency <laughs> where I was like uh, kind of like robbing like, like a bank or something like that, I don't know. And then after a week. We didn't get an answer, so I said to my bookers, you know what, I'm going back home because this is not happening. They were chasing and they were not getting answers, so I was like, okay, I'm going to go back home. I go back home, and after three days, they say, oh, we want you for the video. So um, then I I, I went back to, to the stage, and I went to LA, and then we shoot the video. Then the video came out. In July. At the time I was in Japan because they took me um at modern agency took me to go to all the summer to go to Tokyo to work as a modern. Um, I was there and then the video came out, I remember. It was hectic because my phone was like bombing.
0: And what happened uh, in the in, in the time after the video came out?
1: Like the video came out, I was in Japan, so I just laid it. Then I went, uh, in September, I went to New York Fashion Week, but the same time, I went in already in February, so it was, like, not new for me, but obviously, like, the video gave me, like, so much visibility that um, I got a lot of jobs after that, and, and it was also, obviously, my social media, like, increased, like... On my farms and all that.
0: During this time, were you uh, were you DJing? Yes. How, how how did that work?
1: <laughs> Every trip that I was doing for modeling, I was taking advantage of it and trying to play like some clubs. Well, When I started playing, it was like when I was 18. I started playing in, in Murcia in like a small bus with a friend. Then I have a lot of friends that are promoted and DJs in Spain. So they, they would book me for Madrid to play manly and and then when I moved to Milan I would do clubs there I was resident in a club uh, called plastic which is a very legendary club and then when when I went to New York I also did some clubs not many but I did some and then yeah like every trip I was going even in Tokyo I played I was just playing everywhere
0: as the DJing being something you've seen just for fun or like a, a part of your job? I see it as something fun. Just yes. doing it for fun.
1: Yes. I eat from from all the things I'm doing, you know, and my family eats from all the things I'm doing. So I need to see it a little bit as a job because of the responsibility I have. But I I still see everything I do as a hobby and I take it for fun, you know what I mean? Because... If I start to take it like very serious, I lose interest.
0: I think it's very interesting because I can relate a lot between doing many different things. In your case, the music, the collections the, with the designing, your jewelry line, the styling, the modeling, and, and so on. Is that something that you've always had with you that you kind of want to be in many different areas at once?
1: But I never knew what I wanted really to do. So yeah. um It was just like with the time and my experience and like all the things I have been doing in my life. Like, for instance, when I was a model, like I knew I didn't want to be a model. But then I was like observing everybody's job. And then I was like, oh, maybe I can take photos, too. Maybe I can do a styling, too. (laughs) Like I never put a limit to my creativity or the way I can express myself. Um... So I just do everything. (laughs) Hmm.
0: The world is always talking about specialists, like people that are in one area, but I think uh, people should talk more about generalists and people that are doing a lot of different things and jumping around. Yeah, but people
1: don't like that.
0: uh, I know, people don't like that, but I don't understand why. I think it's a problem.
1: All right. with art, I think... I mean, there are many great artists that just do one thing and they do they do the best, you know? Mm. But I'm saying, like, some people also, like, I think if you can do more than one thing, that's going to help everything you do at the same time,
0: you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, so if you... uh, Yeah, so for example, if you're styling or, or design collection goes well it's gonna help you in the dj area as well is that what you mean
1: well i meant more like i think especially with music this is uh, a little bit different because when you are like a pop artist obviously it's gonna help you but as a dj especially the scene of techno has been like a very close scene and uh, mm until maybe some years that start to open, like we can see now more female DJs. We can see now more DJs that are like, not wearing only black. When I started DJing, especially, I've been judged by many men because I was just a woman playing. And by many people Mm. also because I've been into fashion maybe since before I was into playing because I, as I said, I started working as a model and when I was 15, I maybe started playing when I was 18. So maybe people would think, oh, she's just doing it for, like, the lights and, like, for, like, the business and, like. And the truth is that yeah. nobody around me has told me what to do <laughs> in my life. And I don't let anybody yeah. tell me what to do. I have been like this since whatever, I'm not saying <laughs> in, like, <laughs> with my family. So, um... No say it it's kind of sad to to just judge people for for these things and and it should be a more Mm -hmm. open world. But I think right now nowadays at least like the the techno scene is is opening a little bit now with these genres that of music that are coming out again, you know. Selling like hard techno Rain, which is like a little bit more fun, but just like the usual, like industrial dark thing, you know. Now there's and a little bit more of color.
0: I think most agree that life is passing by very fast, and I try to find ways to make my days more memorable. And one of my favorite ways to naturally break that pattern is to get out of my bubble and try and experience new things. And I've lived in several places in the world and sometimes found that I feel inspired when I'm doing something different. But after also living in the same place for several years, I realized that the challenge stays the same. But one thing that brings me new ideas of things to do is my membership in American Express Platinum. And it's a long list of experiences and offers listed in the app. And some examples are guided tours at ski resorts, Members-only menus at top restaurants, discounts for luxury staycations, and gatherings where you also meet other members. So if you're curious about the Platinum Card's offers and experiences, check out the description or on the American Express website. And you're saying when you were starting out, it was not open uh, at all? Because I guess you you weren't dressed in black, for instance.
1: No, I never... Is as a teenager i used to wear black then when i started to cut my hair that was when i moved to milan you cut my hair do colors i start wearing a lot of colors the techno scene was um it's a scene that is very like male oriented you know so a lot of djs are males not females you used to see, like, lineups of clubs and festivals some years ago and all were main, main DJs. And, well, that's one of the reasons also I'm doing my party now, Autopia. Um, because I want to have girls on non-binary, like, uh, people playing, you know what I mean? Because I think it's important.
0: Tell me about Autopia. Um, I I know some things about it, but it would be interesting to hear you talk about it.
1: Yeah, so I always enjoy like making parties and making events I and mean, things. Um, and for me now that I have like um uh, more like a city where I live, uh, I'm still traveling a lot, but now since I have a kid, I, I, I try to be like more here, obviously. Uh, so. I said that I need, like, to have a space where I can, like, communicate to people, like, how, or how I see my music in a physical space. We have, like, dancers, we have, like, um, some drag queens come in and, like... I like to be... I like to have, like, a, a place where, like, people sometimes can feel safe when they come um, to listen to music and just, like, have fun. So in Barcelona, was a very good time to start this because nowadays in Barcelona, it's kind of dead for the Paris, unfortunately.
0: And I also want to talk a little bit about the, the styling. Um, how, how did it start with you uh, starting to style other people?
1: I had people because of my Instagram. And because I was posting photos of myself like every day with my looks, people were like writing me, telling me they wanted me to style them. And uh, also at the time, because I was modeling, because it, it all was connected. I was modeling, so I was going to fashion weeks. Then I obviously stopped modeling, and and I and still going to fashion Week because I I enjoy seeing seeing the collections in life. I don't, I don't really rate, like, seeing a collection on Vogue on Bog Runaway. Like, okay, if I have to find a look, yes, but it's not the same. Like, I really enjoy going to a show because I can really see the pieces, uh, how they move, how they fit, and all that. And the first week also, I was, like, meeting, like, some people, I don't know. It just came like, very organic. All these people, like, were just, like, contacting me to work for them.
0: What are... What are some of the big moments? Uh, you stabbed Jay Baldwin for the Met Gala, right?
1: Yeah, I, I actually work with Baldwin since uh, five years ago. I think I've been styling him for everything he was doing. So he went to the Met Gala, um, and I thank him for that. Yes, I work also with, with Kim on many things. Uh, I shoot her like a, three times or something like that.
0: So where you were doing the photography as well?
1: Yeah, I shoot her for uh, the cover of uh, Oda Magazine. Then I shoot here for uh, Kim's campaign. And then I shoot her for uh, like uh, another editorial for her makeup brand.
0: So you were doing both the styling and the photography?
1: Yeah, and the creative direction.
0: How did you uh, get in contact with that starting?
1: Um, actually, I met here through At That time I was in New York, so he told me, "Oh, um, I would love uh, you need to come on to my house and meet my my wife and and all that." And the time, obviously, and um, uh, yeah, I just met her, and and then we start working together. And I really like, I really like. I, I was I didn't know a lot about her to be honest before working with her. Uh, but I really admire her as a woman because she's like very intelligent, very warm, intelligent. So um, we work on that. And then after that, we just keep in touch. Uh, we see each other sometimes when I go to LA and all that. And, and when I, w- I have like a concept on my mind or not something like that, I just stand here and we just do it. She really believes in my vision
0: what would you say what would you say is your vision?
1: I don't know. It's just something that um when I say my vision, like it's like what inspires me and how I see somebody like if I imagine somebody in a certain context um wearing certain clothes and in a certain moment like that's that would be like a vision that I have for them.
0: And how were you and Kanye? How did you guys know each other before that?
1: Because we collaborated in some project before.
0: Because you've been doing a, a many, many different design projects, not only with Misbehave, but also with like a lot of different brands, right?
1: Yeah, I designed like a, a bag for, for Fendi like some years ago. There was a bag they didn't even sell. It was just for the archives. Of, and so I have one bag and they have the other one. They just meant two bouts, but yeah, we have done so many things. Faith connection with Nike, also. I'm sure I'm missing something.
0: <laughs> and uh, how would you describe what your weeks are like now? Like, are you still? Are you still in the all different areas? You're still DJing. You're doing the styling. You're doing the modeling.
1: No, like, I I don't model anymore as before. Now if I do something you know, with my image. That's something that I wanted to cut some years ago. Obviously, if I get like a campaign I like and all that, I do it. I wanted to a little bit to disconnect my work just with my image because because I wanted to concentrate like my energy on my creativity and like with what I express more than with what people see, you know. So, um, for now. Like what I do during my week, I don't travel as active as before because when I was in London, that was crazy. Like every two days I was traveling somewhere and then going to New York, going back and then going back to New York, then going to LA, then then China, then Japan, then Europe, then too many places.
0: What was all the traveling for?
1: Or for planning or for styling or for jobs never for holiday never
0: it was the traveling schedule of a dj combined with also doing all the other styling
1: yes so i had to work maybe in the morning and like work in the night so then i never had time to really like now i'm producing i'm working on my ep which is coming out in october okay like and 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 for so many years I've been trying to produce music which I had I have some tracks produced it but they never came out because I never had the time, really the time to just put the time on this. I have a lot of respect for music, you know, more than even than for fashion. And and the thing is that everything I was do like everything I produced in the past for me it was not like not enough, you know not enough and and I've been trying, trying, trying. And now that I really had the time since I moved to Barcelona it's true that also because COVID, you know, it reduced a lot for a lot of us, like our schedules were more easy now, you know, than before before it was hectic, as I said. So also because I had a king, I had to really slow down. I had a king in June last year. So I had to slow down a little bit. So for this, I had time to go to the studio. I go to the studio every day. I have some time, at least three hours per day that I can keep like producing and like making things or just go there and listen to music, you know, and put some creativity into it. Because the truth is that even like for for the, for like the designing process and like all the creative parts of my job, I didn't really have the time to put time into it. Like I was just doing it, but in in, in middle of travels, with my head like almost to explode like tired. So it was not the the best, you know, the best. So now, uh, thanks God, um, yeah, you asked me how my week is. So my week is that I wake up, my day when I wake up, if I don't have to travel, if I'm here in Barcelona, I wake up, I'm with my kid all morning. Then I eat and then I come to the office. And in the office we are just like the team where I'm like designing or we are talking about something, we just have meeting, or then I'm just like yeah, like strategizing how are how the hippies gonna come out or like what we are gonna do next or like what are the next things to do, like all these stuff and then I go to the studio. I go and this is like three hours per day because I need to finish this as soon as possible and also because it's important for me, you know. And, and then I just go back home and then in the weekend if, if I am playing somewhere like I just struggle and then come back the next morning because I don't want to be in too much time like right away. Um, and then I thought, and then if I have trouble, so to remind me. <laughs> so th-
0: this is your first music production that right. will be released with this, right. this EP coming yeah. out. this fall. Wow.
1: I feel very good. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, not, no, I don't have fear, but it's more like, wow, like for so many years I've been waiting this time where I release my own music. And I said, DJ, so it's very important, you know, I feel like it's very important that you put out your own thing, you know, your own heart, you know, into music. And yeah, I don't know, I'm very excited, to be honest. And I don't want to put out only music, but I want to make like, I would like to make like a, uh, like a, audiovisual, piece like masterpiece out you know so I want to make the videos very nice and I don't know I have like a little idea in my head that we're we'll gonna execute in the next month but I'm super excited to be on.
0: Wow that sounds fun and uh and you became a mother last year how would you compare your life before and after that?
1: My life completely changed I, I must say that I wanted the change to come because um, as I told you, my life was very hectic. I didn't know where I was living. Even if I had a house in London, I, I was never there. And and somehow, for me, it's not that that I lost um, interest on what I'm doing, but I was not finding the reason of why I was doing what I'm doing right now. And and. It just, like, immediately remind me, like, why I'm doing this. And, and it just made me, like, super fun you know, to be a mom. I always wanted to be a mom when I was, like, around 30. I uh, actually got pregnant when I was 28. I mean, my life completely changed, obviously, because I'm not that crazy head that goes from one place to the other and just, like, not thinking about anything other than myself. Um so I think you put like a little like it tidied my life up a lot. And oh, really the the joy that a kid brings you is like and the love is just like I don't you can't describe it. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm
0: not there yet, but yeah. <laughs> I hopefully will be one day. <laughs> How happy would you say that you are if you compare with like before in your life? And so
1: With before t- more than 10, like I, I would be, I, I've been a person that's always, um, not, not depressing, but I always, I always tend to go to the bad side and to the good side in terms of thoughts, you know, I'm very emotional and instead of thinking in a good way like i i have not been like a very positive person in my life and this in the past years so now um, i need to be positive yes because it doesn't belong only on me i it's a kid it's a kid depending on me you know and i need to be positive and i try to i need to try to be positive in every way because i can't show my kid anything but you wait know. well, you understand me what i'm trying to say
0: <laughs> yeah definitely it's you feel it's it's kind of your responsibility to bring positivity to a child yeah. but have you had a lot of like in the dark times if you compare you said you had also, bad thoughts.
1: When I was a teenager, I I was the uh, break. I I was even in treatment when I went to Milan. I had food disorders since I was maybe sixteen, I think, or seventeen. I can't remember nowadays, but the the age. But um, until I went to Milan, I was in treatment, and I actually stopped taking pills because from one day to the other, which is very dangerous, because I had like a lot of suicidal thoughts and 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 it was very bad and I must say that um after that I was better because I didn't have like body shame or anything like that uh but I've been always like a very negative person so at the end that brings you to a place that you don't want to be <laughs> and, and everything is like even if your life is going great or you are earning like so much money, or you are doing like all the jobs, so you are successful at the end. If you think it in this way, nothing that you're doing it makes sense, you know. And um, and the problem is that sometimes you can never go out from that in your life. I know people that are still sick with I don't know how many years, and they're like twenty years with this problem um i don't know it's a very complicated thing
0: do you think you've learned to um like cope with negative thoughts now or is that still something that you're kind of like working on
1: no now i'm, I'm much better and i think i think i have grown also i'm more chill before i will be i'm a person also that i can't stop thinking and i have like I have had like a lot of anxiety and stress. I still have like sometimes when when I can't cope with uh, something, like uh, like yeah. like stress out. But it's not the same as before. Like now, I found the reason of why I'm doing what I'm doing with my kid. I don't know. People they tend to judge me a lot, and I think, especially as I said when I was younger. Now, maybe no us say. They think that my life has been easy. Obviously, I must say that maybe the problems I had were very, like, first world, you know what I mean? I have been building for many years and, and it has taken like, it has taken me, like, a lot of work and energy to arrive where I am now. My family was just, like, normal, like, rich or anything. Me myself, I wanted to go to study to 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 London to go to Parsons and study fashion there, but it was something that was just like a dream, <laughs> you know, and not possible. <laughs> but then, you know, uh, it took me like a lot to, to fight, especially with myself, because as I said, I was depressed for some periods of my life. And also that I am a very simple person, even if I don't look like, oh. um <laughs> I enjoy more simple things than anything else. And and much if they don't understand the else of me, maybe also they think I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but that's when I mean, my boyfriends and my friend, they were like, why are you putting like, that face, like, disgusting man. Like, my face. Come on. But I I cannot like that they think I'm an asshole, so they have more respect
0: <laughs> I love that. That's a good trick. So people, people have thought that you had things served for you by your family?
1: I know that I'm not coming from, like, a country. Like, I had a lot of privileges of, obviously, like, where I'm coming from is not like a country where, as a woman, you cannot express yourself or you cannot do. Obviously, I know all these things, but um, but more from the part that um, I don't know. They, they some people think I was rich or like. Well, like my family, like and it's not like that at all. But I think yeah I was like a rich kid when i was when I was young, and that's why I have all I have right now
0: if you could um talk to uh the sixteen seventeen year old Sita what would you say?
1: what I would say I would say to not be negative and to think that everything is gonna go great if you put time and 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 love and energy into into something and to not think that everything is gonna be. But just because you failed one time, and to like just be, keep believing in yourself, because I was very insecure yeah. at the time. I think it's if you, if you really put the time and the love and the energy into something, things will will ever come. It's like that. That's that's the only formula.
0: So lastly, um, where are you off to next? What's happening now? For you,
1: well, now the next week I'm taking off some days because it's my birthday. Yeah, I'm taking off like ten days, and then in the, when as soon as I come back, I need to finish the EP. The deadline is on May. Yeah, and and I'm just focused on this right now. To be honest, on like the jobs I'm getting like my clients. And, and that's all. I mean, I think also in September we will have like another, uh, limited collection coming out. But I mean, for me it was like like being a mom, <laughs> a lot of work, and 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 trying to keep everything at the same time. But for me, it was very important to focus now on the music because this is something a miss. A nice, let's see what else I have to do. What well, is uh, the only best puts in on my way?
0: Do you have a dream or like a, a big goal that you set yourself or anything like that?
1: My big goal was to have a family, to be honest, <laughs> in the past years. Uh, so that happened early. So now, the last day, I was thinking about this because my goals, to be honest, never been related with anything of my job. But some years past, three, when I was at the meeting, I was just thinking like, oh, like what I'm doing right now, that was my goal. Then when I had that, I felt I want to have a family. I had that already, and now I'm like, that was thinking. What was my goal now? Um, I think well, my goal has been always, even if I say this thing of, of the family, like, like in the back. Like to just like keep doing what I'm doing for many years, you know, because that's what makes me happy. and I hope I can I can feed my kids with what I really like and what I really love to eat. But I (laughs) see.
0: Great one. Sita, thank you so much. This has been so inspiring. So inspiring on so many different levels because I I told you I also get bored very easily and that's why i'm in like a lot of different areas at the same time and i just love yeah seeing people doing that and also it seems to be working out real well and you're also a mother so it's uh inspiring on on many different levels so uh, thank (laughs) thank you so much this has been so much fun
1: thank you